So what do you, what do you think about hydrogen? When I say the word hydrogen, what do you think? Uh, pretty light topic. <laughs> <laughs> what about using it in fuel cells? Like, do you think that, like, do you know how you might make energy from a fuel cell to perhaps power a car? I know a very small amount about fuel cells. Okay, that's that's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. That's what I'm going to be talking about. Mostly because this whole fuel cell business, like, I'm sure you hear in some articles it saying that it's the fuel of the future. Nothing's ever going to be uh, even even come close in the future, but it never happens. I know what a battery cell is. I can just pop one in and pop one out, but, like, are they different? Yeah, fuel cell, uh, it's, it's a bit different. The basic idea here is you want to create water because the process of making water produces a lot of energy. Makes sense. So if you were to, I guess, make a recipe of it, two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen coming together, and that makes one water molecule, and that's a pretty efficient process to producing and releasing energy, When you compare, especially when you compare it to something like burning fossil fuels. So when I was um, late middle school, early high school, I actually did water electrolysis in my backyard for fun. Oh, really? You, yeah. You, you put the electricity in there and... Okay. Yeah, I, I used to have two um, two bottles that I didn't know which one was the hydrogen and which one was the oxygen. I just burned one and see which one it was. <laughs> but yeah, the amount of energy it took to separate those was a lot. Yeah, I'll, I'll be talking about that later as well. Of course, it's got to be a lot to put them together as well and mm-hmm. not have them just combust. So the, the good thing, as I'm sure you know about hydrogen and oxygen coming to form water is it forms water as a byproduct, not the carcinogens from fossil fuels. Yes. It's pretty easy to tell that this is an appealing alternative that people are looking for, especially nowadays. That is a very big yes, sir. And the reason why fuel cells might be viable is because it's a battery. By that I mean it stores hydrogen and whenever a car or whatever needs power, It'll simply supply a little bit of hydrogen, combine it with oxygen from the air, which is all around us, and all of a sudden you have this release of energy. Oh, and that reaction from that tiny little bit of hydrogen that you have with the abundant oxygen, the energy from that reaction is what you're capturing to do your labor. Yeah. Okay. And the best part, it's very efficient, doesn't produce carcinogens, and it it should, in principle, in that system, be very environmentally friendly. Bringing some explosive gas in and combining it, releasing energy, that sounds a lot like combustion, right? That is literally combustion. That doesn't just sound like it. So it sounds a lot like combustion. And yet, these kinds of cars, these hydrogen fuel cell cars, have more in common with electric vehicles, or EVs as I'll call them from now on, compared to gas-powered vehicles. But then why is it that we see so many more EVs around and absolutely no fuel cell cars around? I mean, have you seen any around? I wouldn't know. They're on the inside. But, you know, when you're driving, you see on the back it says electric vehicle, or Mm -hmm. you don't hear it pass by. You don't really see hydrogen fuel cell vehicle. You're right. I don't. There are cars out there. I think there's one by Toyota or something that's fuel cell based let's talk about why okay the good thing about hydrogen is it's literally everywhere the bad part is it is taken 
It's already in a relationship. Yeah, and it's a solid one, so it'll take a lot for it to become complicated. It's a very solid bond. Hydrogen's in things like water and methane, but we want just the hydrogen and not the other stuff. So it needs to be separated. There's mm -hmm. a few dirty ways of making hydrogen for industrial applications, but let's try to source our fuel from the most environmentally friendly ways possible. Water and a car battery in your backyard when you're like 13 years old. No, is that just me? <laughs> it's actually really easy to do, and you, you said you've done it before, obviously. Probably most of us, when we were in middle school, we probably did the same thing, where we just take electricity wires, put them in some water, put test tubes near some of the bubbles that come out, and then you get hydrogen or oxygen. No, I used plastic water bottles that I already drank. <laughs> oh, well, that, that too. But yeah, is that really the most efficient way? That is not the most efficient way. Okay. But... It is the easiest to understand. Oh, yeah, I understood it. That's why I'm like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to separate water molecules. Oh, okay, have fun with that. <laughs> I'm going to split the atom. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, too far, too far. So, really, anyone can do it. But the question is, can you do it at scale? Can you go to your local gas station and pump your car full of hydrogen? Hmm. It, it's definitely possible, and there are a few pumping stations that allow you to transfer hydrogen into a fuel cell car, but the economics of it are uh, a different matter. How would you store that? I'll get into that. Oh, oh, well, carry on, sir. Because this method of hydrogen requires energy, you'll need to supply it somehow, and the easiest way to do that is through the grid, obviously, which sadly includes dirty fuels depending on where you live and when you're doing this. So that's one problem. But if we imagine this electrolysis machine, which is what the, um, the wire stuff that you used. Yes. And if you use this along with renewables like wind or solar, then it wouldn't really contribute to the carbon footprint. So instead of having my old car battery or whatever I used, literally hook that up to the grid using the the next door windmill to provide the current yeah i i see where you're going with that it's 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 possible to be environmentally friendly the only problem is it takes a bunch of energy yes i remember it being very slow and much too long for my uh middle school attention span so there's one problem then there's the issue of storing it like you brought up just like with gasoline at the pumps the hydrogen needs to be stored somewhere and there's two ways of doing that. One is just stuff a lot of it in a tank, and the other is the rocket fuel way. I don't trust drivers as it is. I don't trust drivers anywhere near something that can explode. Just throwing that out there. So, so you don't like the rocket fuel way? No. No, I do not. I guess a lot of tanks uh, in gas pumps are under the ground, so it doesn't necessarily have to be out in the open. I feel better about this. I still have reservations. Understandable. So, so the first type of method is just to compress the gas in a tank. And so long as nobody's being a complete idiot, it's reasonably safe. And by complete idiot, I mean, you know, don't ram your car into it, like, at high speeds. It still happens. It still happens, sadly. But, of course, there are ways to stupid-proof this. Smoking while you're pumping gas? That happens now? Then there's the other way, the rocket fuel way. 
Yeah, that's to cryogenically cool the gas till it becomes a liquid, and then it becomes much smaller and more manageable. The only issue here is, along with the explosion possibility, I suppose. And then shooting out flammable, super cold liquid spurts of, like, molten hydrogen. I suppose if the proper precautions were taken, it can be safe, but it, there are other reasons why it's not feasible. I imagine keeping something that cold living in somewhere like California or Arizona would be more expensive than the cost saving from using that fuel. You're exactly right. More than you know, the boiling temperature of hydrogen is minus 253 Celsius or minus 423 Fahrenheit. Those are two very large numbers. Yep. Well, very small, small numbers. Very small Very numbers. large negative numbers. Yes. That's really cold, and it's really hard to do that, especially at a small gas pump. So, basically, pressurizing a can is the only way forward. Then there's the problem that even EVs have. We have the issue of storing it. But then mm -hmm. how do you turn that energy from the battery into something that the motors can use? This doesn't actually matter in gas-powered cars because the engine spins an axle that moves the wheels, but batteries and fuel cells need to store electricity in DC form. Right. And so that needs to be converted to AC to be usable in the wheels. God, I wish Tesla were still alive. He'd have figured it out already. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. So essentially what I'm saying is there's going to be some energy loss that we can't avoid just like electric vehicles can't avoid it either. This is, these aren't all the problems, but these are just a few of them. Those are some very large problems. They, they are, definitely. All the problems are based around the hydrogen. It is electrically inefficient to produce and store, and there are safety concerns by some people. And then there's the issue of efficiency in storing this. There was an assessment to see just how much more efficient EVs were from fuel cell vehicles. And they found that fuel cell cars, throughout this entire process of getting the hydrogen and then putting it in a car, the energy efficiency is about 38%, while for EVs, the energy stored, the efficiency is about 80%. Now, is that because most of the labor is done at the, on the grid level versus in the car? For EVs, you mean? Yes. Yes, that is entirely it. Okay. I'm not sure if they included the, the, the cost of making the battery, because I don't believe uh, fuel cell vehicles have batteries. Well, I, I don't know. Well, it's a different kind of battery. It's not an electric battery. It's a battery for hydrogen. Yeah. So, yes and no. So, so I guess the question is, why don't we just go all in on EVs if they're so much more efficient, uh, environment, more environmentally friendly? The cost of that battery... The size of that battery. You know exactly what I'm going to say. They have their own set of issues. The initial one, as you said, was the materials to make the battery, which is pretty dirty and has some ethical issues depending on where it's sourced. But once you have the battery, once it's made, it's, it's pretty efficient at storing energy until it needs to be replaced, of course. Mm -hmm. Then there's the problem of weight, as you brought up as well. If you have an EV and you want to go further on a single charge, you need a bigger battery, which adds weight, which requires more energy to move the same distance, resulting in a bigger battery. 
and you have this positive feedback loop. This reminds me of uh, airplanes. It's a lot of mass to move. So at least for propeller planes, like you can put a bigger engine in, but your bigger engine means that you weigh more. So you need to output more, more thrust to stay in the air, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's fair for propeller engines. Uh, once you get over to jet engines, I don't, I do not, nope, won't pretend to know half as much about that. I don't know much either, so I'm not going to comment. Um, eventually, it's just not economical to use batteries to travel distances past a certain point. Fuel cells don't have this problem. You can make a car that can go much further than an EV since the fuel you're storing is the lightest element possible. So adding fuel doesn't really add much to the weight. You're right. There isn't a thing lighter. <laughs> I actually didn't think about that. The weight of the housing is significantly more than what you put in it. Because mm -hmm. that's literally the lightest thing that exists. Mm -hmm. That's the situation here. There are most certainly use cases for hydrogen fuel cell vehicles over conventional battery. But it won't be the optimal choice every time. We will still see EVs around. Hydrogen fuel cells won't take over everything, but you should expect to see more vehicles around, especially now that we're really trying to decarbonize, at least in certain parts of the world. If a gas station can have three separate grades of fuel, and then diesel on top of it, and E85 on top of that, we can have electric chargers and hydrogen. Yeah. Yeah, they could do it. I guess it depends on whether they think it's economical. So we need hydrogen fuel cell cars to make it economical, but people aren't really buying it because they don't have fuel pumps. You mean I can't drive 5,000 miles across the country right now today? Never doing it. <laughs> Dude, the first person that bought a car couldn't drive, like, further than down their street. Like, they still bought it. Still bought it, and it was useful. Didn't have to feed their horses no more. Think of all those savings. Dude, horses are expensive. Yeah. I don't know how people did it back in the day. Well, there were workhorses back in the day. What workhorses are there today? Imagine an Uber with horses. I would do it. That'd be fun. Oh, God, not in the winter. No, no. Okay, well, that's all I have for you. This situation that hydrogen fuel cell vehicles find themselves in. It's a bit of a sticky situation, but still possibly useful technology. I, I think we're at a very interesting crossroads in history. And I'm really curious to see what comes out on top. Because I know in the early days of auto development, there were other experiments too. Where there mm -hmm. were alcohol-fueled cars and oil-fueled cars. Where you could literally take like spent restaurant fry oil and use that instead of gasoline. Yeah. and power your car it's just crude oil is viewed as a cheaper alternative which sounds ridiculous to us with our um ability to look at the past yeah our hindsight i suppose blinds our judgment right over a hundred years ago like this black tarry stuff's just falling out of the ground like why don't we use this yeah they probably thought it was a great idea, which I guess, you know, it was to get the stuff to move, but it has other things that they didn't know about. It was, and again, they didn't know better. Now that we know better, we need to do something. 
I am more interested in the um, hydrogen fuel cells after this conversation. I, I hope uh, you, you um, see this in a new light. There's a lot of a lot of gaps in the EV field that this could plug. Like uh, possibly planes, I imagine, since you know getting a battery big enough to fly a plane not exactly feasible. I suppose we'll see uh, what the future holds. You've given me a lot of food for thought on the uh, the fuel cell front. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad I did. If you like this episode, please consider subscribing or following. We have a Twitter, so you can follow us for supplementary content at More Abstract, and you can find more episodes wherever you get podcasts. 